And we're back with another episode of Black Quintessence. Um, I'm your host, Daniel. Um, I want to start off by saying hope you guys' week went well. Uh, my week was great. I went to finally see Avengers Endgame. Great movie. If you have not seen it, go see it. it at this point, I hate to say it, but at this point, if you come across a spoiler, it's kind of your own fault. Like, the movie's been out for what going on what two weeks going on three weeks now three weeks um yeah you guys need to hurry up and go see that see it before you hit with a spoiler if you hit with a spoiler mm, you kind of waited too long <laughs> i hope i'm pronouncing that right who was honored at his school allendale elementary in east oakland for six years of perfect attendance six years starting at kindergarten kindergarten to the fifth grade of never missing a day and always being on time. That is excellent. Um, it said that the, he was granted a $1,000 check for perfect attendance. And he is a black boy. That is great for y'all that says niggas can't be on time. Excuse me. I should be using the N-word for a child. But for those that say black people can't be on time, this young boy is an example that, yes, we can that is an amazing achievement i'm i know for a fact i was never on time i wasn't on time every day for school a lot of times i didn't want to be on time i ain't gonna lie a lot of times i just didn't want to be it had nothing to do with my mother you know not getting me up on time she would get me up on time but she had to go to work so she relied on my black ass to go on time and kids will be kids but enough of me back to him that's a great accomplishment he that's you know like i said and, and some of it, it does have to go to his parents. Like, his parents getting him up. I don't know if they're necessarily going to work or not. I'm going to have to assume they are. You know, getting up, getting their child ready for it, getting them ready, getting themselves ready for work, getting him out the door, getting him to school, getting themselves to work. You know what I mean? It could, it, that's a great achievement for someone his age and to be so young. So, congratulations to you, young man out there. That's great. I'm proud of you, just like everyone else needs to be proud of you. Um, now I want to go ahead and get into the <laughs> Aisha Curry not getting attention from men thing. Um, for starters, I didn't even know about it. The whole the Red Table Talk episode. I, I kind of keep up with it when I can. But um, I'm going to be honest, I don't really look for it. But I think it's a great show. But um, I saw the memes first. <laughs> you niggas in these memes. I swear to God. Uh, the, especially these Spongebob ones. But, um, so the story goes that she was on the Red Table Talk. I think it was her, her mother, Aisha, uh, Steph Curry's sister. Uh, and of course, Jada Willow and uh, Jada's mother. And there was another young woman on there. I, sorry, I forgot who that, uh, I think it was, I forget who it was, I'm sorry. Um, but basically, Aisha Curry basically explains how she doesn't feel how she you know like she doesn't get attention which kind of plays on an insecurity and you know the um she's like you know i don't get attention i don't feel it makes basically kind of makes her feel unattractive in a sense because she doesn't get attract uh get attention and a lot of other women were saying oh you know you're not paying attention to it it's there it's not on your radar and things of that nature and then you niggas went full force ham and <laughs> basically tried to explain like you know aside from yes you are pretty you're a pretty woman but you're getting attention 
it's just you're not paying attention to it and for me i i agree with that and it's kind of also turned into like this battle of sexist things because i've heard a lot of men give their opinion of you know you know you're she's wanting attention she if that would have been him saying that they would have been like chop his head off because he can't say that as a man and to me i'm not gonna get into that whole battle of sexist conversations i can let y'all discuss that amongst each other that is up to y'all um but for me i do i do agree that it's kind of like i feel where she's coming from especially a lot of women have talked about how you know sometimes they don't feel attractive uh, especially dating, you know, a celebrity, a, a athlete, something like that. You have all the groupies, you know, throw themselves at you. So because you see that happening to your husband and then you're not getting that, I can see how that can make you feel a kind of a uh, type of way about your own physical appearance. I get it. Then on the other hand, I'm also kind of like, just not too long ago, sis, a couple, I want to say it was like last year or two years ago, maybe after they might have won the first championship goal, that she made this comment about, you know, I I don't want attention because I keep my clothes on or something in that major. I don't want to misquote this woman, but it was something along those lines of I stay fully clothed and I don't have my, you know, body parts hanging out and, you know, scantily clothes and things like that. So it's like... I don't want to pull the which one is it, but it's kind of like, but people are allowed to, you know, change their minds. That's life. You can change your mind. You can change your feeling. Things change over due time years. You're not going to be the same person, but it's also like, like everyone, everyone's roasting this woman. <laughs> and I'm not going to say rightfully so, cause I don't necessarily agree that it's rightfully so, but I, I, I do think it's a situation where it's kind of like, <sighs> you gotta I, I, I can't really feel 100% bad for her in the sense of wanting that attention but I understand where she's coming from I just think and honestly I believe that if he would have said the same thing that it would have been a double standard that's the one thing I will say I do think I think it would have been a double standard and I don't think most of it would have been necessarily placed on the fact of being like oh you're a man and you're an athlete, you shouldn't be able to feel like that because there are men out there that do have that same feeling. But this isn't necessarily about the whole male-female thing. It just, I brought that part up because I've been hearing and seeing posts from a lot of males who are replying to it and they're basically saying it's a double standard with it. But it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know if the post is real or not, but I did see a post of, some nigga who allegedly slid into her DMs and was trying to holler at her. I don't know if that post is real or not. Now I want to go ahead and jump into the Met Gala. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't necessarily 100% interested in what was going on with the Met Gala. But watching all the fashions definitely is entertaining. Um, the theme was camp. And I think I also read that it was pink too. But overall the theme was camp. Um, not it didn't like a lot of people didn't get that concept. You can clearly tell, like only a few people. Janelle Monae's was amazing, and if I'm correct, it was uh, inspired by a piece of art. I forgot. I'm not sure who the artists are. The art's title or uh, the name of the art was, but it was inspired by a piece of art, and it was amazing. It was everything that it's supposed to be in the term of camp. Lady Gaga, of course, you knew she was going to kill it. Like she's camp. Her whole career is camp um 
there's a lot of people who clearly didn't get the concept. I think Zendaya, she was trying, but it 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 wasn't it wasn't camp. It was Cinderella, but it definitely wasn't camp. So it was pretty, but it wasn't camp. And I think I read that um, something about they were saying that it was something on her Instagram that it was her older leaving Disney or being done with Disney. But it 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 was a miss for me in the sense of the theme, but still a pretty gown and dress. Um, who else was there? I know Lena Waithe was there. She uh, made a statement with hers as well. With the back of her jacket saying, Black Drag Queens Invented Cap. Say it, girl. Um, yes, I love that. Um, who else? A lot of people was hit. Now, I know a lot of people were upset with RuPaul because RuPaul, this would have been the perfect time for RuPaul to get in drag. But I read somewhere that RuPaul says he does not get in drag unless he's being paid. So while I can respect that, I do feel where he was coming from when they was like, that would have been the perfect time to like go all out. Like RuPaul could have shut it down if he would have gotten drag. And I do agree, but I, I respect his notion for not wanting to get in drag unless he's being paid. I mean, at this point in his career, he, he doesn't have to get in drag just to get in drag. Like, you know, RuPaul's name, and you know, his career. Um, not gonna lie, really, like I said before, wasn't big on really keeping up with everything that went on. Uh, Cardi B's outfit. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was interesting. It's not that it was bad, but it just was like, it's kind of more so like it stood out. So that's why it was like, oh, wow, that's, but it wasn't camp. You know what I mean? And like I said before, a lot of people really didn't get the concept of camp when they came down there. It was almost like they, in their definition of camp, it was more so flashy, but camp isn't just flashy. Like camp is, it's, it's theatrical in sense where it's more theatrical than flashy. But, um, a lot of the outfits were interesting. Uh, Katy Perry dressed up like a chandelier. It's kind of campy. I guess you can say it is. It really didn't like stick out for me, but eh, what a, uh, whatever. Um, and that's it for current events for me. So now to go into my segments of topics of discussion. This week, um, I'm not going to lie, I had a hard time coming up with a topic. And I had a good friend of mine give me one to go off. And I want to go ahead and discuss mental health, especially within the black community. Um, we know that there's a lot of undiagnosed people around the world especially within the black community and it's a really serious issue and it's like it's hard because in the black community especially growing up a lot of us you know we weren't diagnosed like we probably should have been properly so a lot of us are going around with god you know probably having something that has happened to us whether it's a direct from birth or from trauma happening to us growing up and we're going around thinking, oh, we're, you know, they're just crazy or, you know, that so-and-so, he just has an anger issue. And it could be something deeper than that. It could be, and then it could be stemming from something that has happened to this person. And uh, I want to go into talking about that. Uh, it's, and it could even fall into things as something like just seeing a therapist, seeing a psychiatrist, possibly a psychologist. And I don't know what it is. I believe that we've gotten better. Like the generation, probably my age, 31, probably into early mid thirties and down where we've become more aware of it. 
and you know are are advocates about talking about it and expressing it and a lot of us are seeing therapists and seeing psychiatrists and we're getting help for it and it's a process it's a struggle it's you know it's something that's not going to be cured overnight like in the snap it's not going to come that way and then there's a lot of cases of people that are going around who they whether you know they might not tell people but you know it, they may be getting seeking treatment or they are going undiagnosed and then you know it's hard to bat you know deal with that because let's say it's somebody you know a friend or a coworker or a family member and you're like oh my god it's so and so is always doing this so and so is doing this every time i see him or he's always argumentative he's always angry he's always crying he's always doing something and and we're just thinking oh god that's just their personality and it's like it's not that it's not their personality but it probably is deeper than just being a personality trait it's probably something like you know they are undiagnosed for schizophrenia or undiagnosed for you know what I mean something deep that even they may or may not know and it's something that a lot of black people don't talk about and I I want us to really get into the habit of talking about it more being more open more vocal about discussing the possibilities I know it's hard to deal with that especially if you do know someone that is diagnosed with a mental illness because it's it's kind of like you don't know how to really go about dealing with it because you want to help, but you can't really do anything to help them out of just being there for them and maybe checking up on them and, you know, asking how they're doing and things of that nature. And then for a person that may be diagnosed with something, it's hard to take that initial, you know, diagnose uh, because you're trying to tell yourself, like, you don't want to feel different. Like, that's the thing. Like, you feel it makes you feel different when you're told that, you know, you have a mental illness. And then with a lot of people, the first thing that comes to mind when you're told you have a mental illness is that you're crazy. And that's not the case. No one with a mental illness is crazy. Like, that's that's totally a stigma that has to be broken. And then not and then dealing with everyday life, because then whatever your mental illness is, it can trigger at any given moment that you can't control so then it's a matter of in that moment you're just you're reacting to whatever has happened to you or for some people depending on their you know mental illness it doesn't have to be a reaction to something it just triggers because it does and like now you feel a certain type of way you feel different you feel weird you feel all these different emotions that go through your body when that happens and then people are probably looking at you weird, and that's the worst feelings of you know a bunch of people looking at you and then especially with cases like you see like a lot of homeless people on the street where, you know, you know, back in the day and even probably to today when you saw a homeless person yelling and screaming and hollering at the top of their lungs, you're like, oh, there go that crazy motherfucker. But the reality is that <sighs> socially, I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. It's just that it's crazy because the first reaction you think to yourself is, you know, stay out of their way, and which is probably best because, you know. You don't know what they're capable, especially if you don't know that person, because they could possibly do harm to your others, especially with homeless people, because they're not diagnosed and they're not getting the treatment and help that they need to be. And it's a serious situation out here because a lot of these homeless people are like. Our instinct is to relatively be afraid, and I wouldn't say that you should necessarily be afraid of that but i would say be cautious because like i said you never know what you know is going through their mind but um it's a serious issue and then within the black community like i said 
back in the day, a lot of our parents and grandparents had this thing where we didn't tell people our business and we didn't want other people in a family business because the family had issues going on and no one should be a part of it and but the family knows but the issue that happened with and it's not just the black community it's a lot of people in the community the issue isn't necessarily just that you know we didn't want other people in our business it was also kind of well the issue wasn't just wanting people in the business the issue was also that because of not seeing anybody for these mental illnesses, you weren't really helping. You were really just brushing it under the rug. So you weren't like childhood trauma, especially in the ugly reality. There's a lot of cases from males and females who have dealt with molestation as a child. I think it was common that just, um, I think he just released a book where he revealed that he was a victim of, you know, child molestation. I don't remember who he said it was from. I didn't read the book. I read a little bit of the quote, but I don't want to misquote him. But he just revealed he was. So it's it's everywhere with, you know, traumas and illnesses. You, it could be anybody. You never know who's dealing with something. And they may or may not be seeing anybody about it. But I always advocate for people to see a therapist. Even if you may or may not have a trigger or have something that's happened to you trigger something in you it never hurts to talk to somebody you may reveal things you know you know seeing that therapist may pull something out that you may not have even known was there to begin with that is a trigger as to why you react a certain way to certain things and i think that it's really important within the black community and people in general to really take mental illness really seriously and really see somebody about it whether even like i said talking to somebody about it i was i was talking to a friend and a family member isn't good enough i believe you should see a professional because a professional is trained to help you get that out of you no matter how long that may or may take i believe it's extremely important um to really take your mental health and just like you take your physical health you know your physical health into you know going to the gym going to your doctor you should take your mental health serious too seeing somebody a therapist a psychiatrist even this counselor if you can't afford these things a counselor seeing someone just to talk to finding ways like i said look probably look up in your local area of like you know counselors free and art cheap counselors or people to talk to because it's really important for us especially as black people to really work on our mental health it is a part of us and it's Ignoring it will not make it go away. I repeat, ignoring it is not going to make it go away. And I'm just, I think we really need to be serious about that. So I am here to spread the word to everyone out there listening. Please, please, please take your mental health seriously. See somebody, talk to somebody. And um, that's it for my topic of discussions. Um, I want to thank my friend for giving me the idea. <laughs> um, I know she'll probably listen to it, and I know she's probably like, I know this motherfucker better t- uh, give me my comeuppance. But no, thank you for it, because I was having a brain fart, so I appreciate you out there. I don't know if you want me to say your name, so I don't want to say your name on air. So, But you know who you are, because you'll listen to it. But um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Um if you haven't, check out my Instagram under the same name, Black Quintessence. Add me. I'll add you back. Follow, please. Follow. Uh, if you have any questions and things like that, you can also email me under the same name, blackquintessence at yahoo.com. I will more than likely reply. I'm always happy to reply and take feedback of any nature and things of those nature. I love to hear from people. Um, 
once again, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a great weekend and see you guys next time. <laughs>